You feeling ready? I'm ready. All right, we're <laughs> going to start recording in three, two. Hey, everybody. I'm Naomi Sedani, and I'm the founder of Little Denty Pediatric Dentistry here in Darien, Connecticut. Come join me along for the ride and see how it unfolds. This is the making of Little Denty. What's up, Naomi? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Um, probably not as busy as you. I feel like you feel like everything's just been one day. Yes, very much so. I feel like I don't even know what the day of the week is. I'm constantly asking my front desk, hey, what's a day again? I know it's Tuesday, but what's like the actual day? And yeah, I couldn't tell you what's going on. I'm just proud of myself that I know it's February. <laughs> February. <laughs> so what's been going on since I last time we spoke, I think you had just opened up like it was a day or two days later, right? Yeah, it was like a, I think almost, it was almost a week later. So we've been almost open now like two weeks. Things are actually going like slowly kind of good. So the day after we last spoke, me and my front desk girl, we sort of like closed the office doors and we drove around just to go to a couple of like daycares, drop our stuff off at some pediatrician's office. We kind of like got to know the town a little bit more. We booked some new patients. I'm trying to figure out like all of those sort of things, getting our systems in place, like refining stuff. So slowly getting there. Each time we get a new patient, I feel like, a breath of fresh air. I'm like, okay, like maybe I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so today I know, you said today you just started your new position? I'm about to. So I've been without like a job um, since mid-December and it's been a little bit tough just trying to find a position here in New York. But luckily I found one at the surgical center. So I get to do like OR cases, but it took a while just to get that going, even though I had that job set up since November because of the credentialing in New York is so insane. So finally getting that started, he required me, which totally made sense just because of all like the softwares. Um, I had to learn like a bunch of like new things. And today was finally like my third shadow day and all of that sort of stuff. So Starting tomorrow by myself in an OR. So we'll see how that goes. So how many days are you going to work there? Two days. I'm currently in my own office Monday, Tuesdays, and Fridays. And then um, I'll be doing this job Wednesdays and Thursdays. Dude, so you're starting your own business and you're starting your own job, a job at the same time? I know. I know. Just a little bit of chaos in my life. Everything brand new. In a perfect world, when are you going to let go of the OR position? It would hope in like six months to 12 months or at least like drop a day. My goal is within six to eight months to drop one of the days, ideally the Thursday one, just so I can like kind of have my office open more. But my personal goal is to get rid of an associate job in one year. Okay. But let's see if that's even feasible. Is this is your, is this your only job? I don't know why yeah. I thought you were meaning like you have two associateships. I was like, what? No. Oh, gosh, no. Just one, right? The OR. Just one. So just one. <laughs> let me ask you if this scenario could have happened. Could you have said like, Maybe I'm not going to take anything on and just give it a thousand and ten percent on my startup. Yes, that would be like such an ideal. But I just personally don't have the funds. You know, I've only been working like three ish years. And so it's a little bit hard, just especially living in New York with the cost of living here. It's too outrageous. And like my I think also with like the bank loans starting soon, student loans starting soon. I just don't think it's realistic for me to be able to dump everything into the practice. The other thing I'm realizing while I'm sitting around in my practice, like there's so much admin stuff to do. Like it's never like I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> but I also don't know if right now with where we're at, 
if I gave in all five days of the week into the practice, if like the return on that is really going to be fully there right now. I just don't see what I could do anymore that would be able to give me some more patience that I can't do on my other days. Have you found yourself at all any days where you're just like, I think I can go home? Um, I mean, there's been days I've left like half an hour early. (laughs) (laughs) But no, there's not been really too much. I'm actually like way more productive, like in the office. And we have a big pediatric therapy group right across the hallway. There's been people who like just come in right across are like, hey, like we're looking for a pediatric dentist. Just saw, I'm always here. Great to know you. So it's nice to get those patient interactions like early on. So yeah, I'm like trying to figure it out. That's good. How's Beatrice feeling? I think a lot better. Her confidence has like skyrocketed, I feel. Is it not good? No, no, it was never not good. Uh-huh. But I, she was just never in any sort of office position where she could text, for example, a patient and have those interactions. So she's like kind of enjoying, hey, dad, what's up over text message because she's also an introvert. So it's like nice that she can show her personality and take her time. So I think she's starting to get into the flow about like how to text them. She's showing her little smiley faces where she feels is appropriate. So it's just like nice to see her blossom and like make herself part of the practice with like her own personality. It's kind of (laughs) cute. Is she one of those uh, where you like text? LOL, LOL, and all these smiley faces and all these things. And you're like, you're the best. You're so crazy. You're making me laugh. And then you just see them and you're like, hey. <laughs> no, surprise. She's so friendly. She's always just like giggling like a little bit, but she's quiet. She'll be like friendly, but she's not like, mom, tell me how's your day. Oh my gosh. Like blah, blah, blah. She'll be like, oh, hi, mom. Oh, it's so nice <laughs> to meet you. Uh-huh. Cool. She's like that. So it's translating over text well, but I think she was like, Am I supposed to be super formal over text? Am I not supposed to be super formal? And I think part of the training has also been part of my branding is like kind of having like a casual voice, kind of making it more friendly and personable. I don't want people to feel like we're super like sterile and there's a time and a place for it, but not like when you're just booking an appointment or talking to parents, like be chill. Yeah. So what are your guidelines for that then when it comes to what's too much where you're, have you had to tell her like, you probably could have done that a little bit more professional? Um... I haven't really had to tell her that per se, but I have had to be like, hey, like, so English was a language that she picked up later on. She's from the Philippines originally, came over here when she was 14. So while her English is like pretty darn good, sometimes over text, it doesn't translate as well. So like just in terms of like certain like verbiage or sentence formation, I've had to like be like, hey, let's like actually kind of create like a script. And so she'll take my script and readjust it into her own personality. I like that fact where you're like, you want to be casual, you know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. not too casual where you're like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm all about smiley faces. Like, I think they just soften anything. Everyone's using emojis. For Pete's sakes, I'm a pediatric practice. Like, it's fun to be able to use it, but definitely not with every single thing. It's not like you send a parent, hey, by the way, you're going to owe $50. Smiley face. (laughs) Kissy face, smiley face. (laughs) Pay me now. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Okay. I like that. The the communications part is... uh, you're wrong. Your she was brand. very nervous. That was like, I think her, she doesn't, I think she just has that fear. She doesn't want to mess up both for herself and for the practice. She knows that she's kind of like that first initial voice that some of these parents are going to have. The town that I'm in is not, it doesn't appear the most diverse. It is like very, I guess, white is the best way for me mm-hmm. to describe it if you really had to. And it's just not the same as like Queens where she is like used to living. So she's just like nervous about like interacting and all that stuff. And now as parents have been like so sweet and so nice to us that now I think she's like, oh, okay. 
they're just nice people. Like, I don't have to worry about this. I was worried about, you know, people making fun of my accent or something like that. So uh, she was worried about that. Yeah, she mentioned it to me. How is it like in Queens? It's just so diverse. There's so many like first generation, like immigrants, um, just a lot more like local ethnic communities. Like you got the Filipino community, you got an Indian community, you got like an African community. There's just so many like pockets that it's just not Connecticut, you know, like where my particular office is. It's just like the typical white picket fence sort of vibes. And yeah, it's very different, but I'm just glad that she's feeling comfortable because people have just been like very kind to us so far. Knock on some wood, I don't have. Do you plan to live in Connecticut or no? Um, my goal eventually is whenever I'm ready to settle down and have that family, I see it more in like a Connecticut lifestyle. While New York is always going to be a big piece of my heart. I think if like kids are involved in the picture, I like the idea of a home versus like an apartment. It's just, I think you need space. I think you need, I think a kid needs that. Um, mm -hmm. Now, whether I live in the town I'm practicing in, that's to be determined. Yeah, I don't know what that's like for me, but it is the number one school district in Connecticut. So I would be silly not to consider it. That's true. Yeah. You know what? We never even talked about that. Huh? That, that we one day, like, oh, yeah. you do plan to have kids and you do plan to, you know what I mean? And have yeah. a house and stuff like that. Is that yeah. soon? Oh, gosh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm still planning on being here for a little bit. Unless there's like a ring on my finger and a wedding being planned. I don't think there's any talk about moving to Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then there's also that debate where you said like living in there. Because I feel like some people are like, yeah, I want them to see me as their, you know, the community dentist. And some people are like, man, I want to go to Target at 11 p.m. in my pajamas and not be like, Dr. Sidani, is that you? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And so what are your I thoughts? The best part about being peds is like, we're not formal. We're like really silly to begin with. And maybe there is like a casualness to it. I do think I want people to see me that way because frankly, that is like who I am. I just think initially as I'm getting to know everyone, I'm kind of liking the separation, but I'm sure as the practice builds out over the years, it'll be nice to like run into someone that I've known for three to four years now. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? For both yeah. here, I don't yeah, we're just, we can judge each other. <laughs> Both getting ice cream. How have you noticed, um, I guess, your personality kind of shift or change now that you're seeing like your own new patient? I think in terms of like my personality and like energy, that part hasn't changed so much. But I do think and I think I'm still working on it, like kind of the aspects and points that I'm trying to bring up. Like I'm trying to still figure out my flow a little bit while I'm talking to patients in the back. Like with some of them, I'm going over diet like extensively. Other ones I'm going over like brushing habits more extensively. And I don't think I'm like, well, it's not wrong by any means. I don't think I figured out like that flow quite yet because I'm still figuring out this patient population. They're very much not a very high cavities risk population mm -hmm. um, due to diet per se. A lot of them... Um, that are getting these cavities, it's mostly due to like anatomical reasons, like their teeth are just like super crowded. So, you know, they're just more prone. So I'm still figuring it out, to be honest, like a little bit. Like some of these people just have like such clean teeth compared to like the Medicaid population I, I'm like in the OR with and all that stuff that like to be telling them to brush a little bit better almost seems like kind of silly when I have like the two comparisons. But yeah, it's something I'm trying to figure out, like how what I want to educate on a little bit more. Okay, interesting. And we'll jump into that. We'll jump into that in a further or later episode about like your first day, right? And your first week and so forth. Yeah, but yeah. in this episode, let's talk about the marketing and branding. And, it, you know, insurances is part of the marketing. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to start off with that. And yeah. I know you did say you enrolled with a couple insurances, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I did. Which one? I used to unlock the PPO. And basically, I did Delta Dental Premier. Um, and then I did uh, Carrington, which is like the umbrella insurance. So I think underneath it, it has Aetna, Cigna, some other ones. Um, I got some random one called Sun Life just because they matched my UCR very, very well. So I was like, all right, for that, like 2% of the population that has it, might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Like I didn't really do all of them just because I didn't really want to be dealing with insurances. My future goal is to have a fee-for-service style practice or an out-of-network style practice. Um, and so far, like I've been okay with the insurances I have. I did. I specifically chose Carrington after we did our demographic like research. Majority of those insurances that they carry are heavily used in my neighborhood. Okay, Carrington. Yeah, Carrington. And definitely, like, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned, not just like through Unlock the PPO, but like through this podcast, as well as like on these Facebook groups, it's like people say, do not do direct contracts with insurances. I think Delta Dental, you have no other option, but like everyone says, use these third umbrella ones like Zealous and Carrington. So I listened to it and I'm definitely glad, like, it's going to be well worth the wait once I'm fully in network with all of them. Okay, gotcha. In a perfect world, when do you see yourself going completely fee for service? Um, I mean, in a perfect world, wouldn't I would that would happen like within a couple <laughs> years, right? But yeah. uh, I think realistically, like five to six. I think I I think it just really depends on this patient population. But who yeah. knows? I think at the same time, with my limited insurances, I might be happy with the fees I'm getting and like the referrals I'm getting, and I might just take it from there. Also, like right now, I just don't. I'm not even like considering it just because of like possible recession, people losing jobs. Tech space is big in my particular little area. And with all the changes going on there, I just don't really want to take away. Did you hear that? Like all the layoffs and everything? I know it's so insane. And there's another round about to happen too, I heard. So people are just waking up in the morning and then they're like, you have been laid off like on their email. What's up with that? Why? I don't even know why. No, it's so crazy. Um, My boyfriend actually works for Meta. And I just like remember when that first round was like happening, I think November ish, even though he's internal, there was whispers, there was like knowledge that this is going to be happening. But like, he didn't even know until he opened up the work laptop, whether or not it was he had the ability to log in or not. Wait, what does that mean? Working internal? And him being like part of the company. I think there was so much media attention around like all these layoffs happening at Meta. But like internally, it wasn't like there was a letter that went around being like, BTW, there's going to be layoffs happening on this day. They were hearing about it at the same time the media was like hearing about it. So there was all these like whispers and stuff about what was going on just like internally within Meta. That's scary. But I understand like even the fact that like I guess some people look at fee-for-service and they're like, man, that's nice. I mean, if you can create the practice the way you want it and you have like one or two insurances with you, I would rather just do that and then to say like, yeah, I'm fee-for-service. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm also just trying to take a feel, for example. Like I want to create an in-house membership plan. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'll be cheaper for some of these families too. I'm just trying to figure out the cost of all that and stuff, but we'll see. I think I just have to kind of see how the economy is doing and stuff before I can really make moves, but... I created this practice and the foundations of it based off of my ideal. So that is to be out of network if I can. (laughs) Okay. And I know we talked about this, but why did you go with the colors for your brand? Right. I think you told us what the colors were, but you never told us why. So the background story, just in case like no one remembers, um, during 2020, I created um, Denti, which is like a oral care sustainable brand just to sort of like test out like branding, marketing, kind of 
the idea of sustainability within the oral care space. So when I went through that branding process with like the font, typography, like scheme, mood boards, et cetera, I did have a couple of like foundational colors that were there that were basics. So when Little Denty was created, I took a couple of those colors to make the foundation, which was like a cream, a chocolate brown. And then based off of that foundation, I was trying to find cool tone colors that I found like in Portugal that I really loved that worked with those like base colors. And that's sort of where the five primary colors like in my logo came from. So when you see it, it's like Sintra. I don't know if you've seen that castle like in Portugal, yellows and there's pinks and like these reds and just like vibrancy, but not bright in your face and loud. It's very cool toned. And that was like my goal. Pastel kind of. Almost like pastel Yeah. So like when you see my, when you come into my office, the color is definitely there. It's very vibrant, but it's not like in your face, like, like a video game would be or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's unique. I saw a video two days ago or three days ago Mm -hmm. of your practice, but a lady, oh, I think it was Jean. She Mm. was like saying something. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) And she, and I saw your, and I was like, I've seen this. I've seen this place before. And it was your place. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she's like talking in your because she went to your practice not that long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So she she's, can't talking, yeah, she's talking. She's yeah. talking in your practice. And I was like, oh, I wonder yeah. if the, the logos, yeah, and everything like that. But that's cool. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, with the therapy group, I didn't create it, obviously, for anyone else. This was like just truly I wanted a place that felt comfortable to me. And that for me personally is neutral colors with a pop of color. I just find it too loud and chaotic for my own personal mindset, like when I just have colors like everywhere. But with the therapy group, like right across the hallway, a lot of these kids also have like sensory issues and having too much chaos, like both with colors, lights and all the hoo-hahs of like all of that sort of stuff in a kid's practice. It can be a little bit too intense for them. So a lot of these patients I've been walking through the door from there have been like commenting, like the parents just being like, oh my gosh, it feels really nice and comfortable. Like it's not loud. It's not chaotic or crazy. And that just makes me happy that they're feeling the same energy that I tried to put into it. Yeah, that's good. Especially yeah. like how it just happened to be across you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Totally. That's, that's nice. Hey, so what's the logo? Um, so the logo is based, I actually worked on it with my best friend from college. I already, with the Denti itself, I'd already paid a branding agency to kind of get me through the typography and like all of that like mood board stuff. So I didn't really want to spend the money once because I understood what I wanted and had gone through that process. But once I chose the colors, I was struggling with like, how do I incorporate Little Denti and make it fun, but also not something that's seen by everyone. I was very adamant. I did not want a tooth in my logo. I just think it's cheesy. Personally, if you have it, sorry. It's just for me. It just yeah. wasn't what I wanted. And so she kind of took the colors. I had them on like a color palette. And so they were dots. And I kept talking to her about how I was designing this practice. Like there's no sharp edges. Everything is rounded, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, why don't we just keep these circles? And she just started playing with it. And we took the I and Lil and we connected it towards the period that's at the end of Denti. And we created like little Denti's rainbow. Do you have an apostrophe for Lil or no? I do. Yes. I'm trying to see if I even have a picture of the little denty on my phone, but um, the apostrophe wasn't so much the issue. It was the period that just kept on causing like all the problems for me. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to like make it look cute. Here. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't yeah, know there like, was a period. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was, like, on purpose. When you see, like, the original, like, brand stuff, um, like, for example, like this, you, there's a period mm-hmm. at the end. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we just kind of, like, played with all of it. And it's been fun because since it was such a simple logo and it was dots, it's been fun to create, like, all of my assets, like, from there. Like, everything is, like, I can make, like, a little polka dot, like, theme. I created, like, our little tote bag based off of the little dots into a smiley face. So, Polka dots accidentally became the shape of the practice. <laughs> that's good, though. I think that's like your, you know what I mean? Your brand. Yeah, it's totally, yeah, it's completely like my brand. Like this is like a goal. So it's going to be fun just trying to create like our, a wooden logo and we're going to just have the dots everywhere. I don't know. I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could do so much with dots. <laughs> yeah. No, who is your branding agency? I'll have to find it. They're based actually out in Mexico. I found them actually because, uh, you know, Coco Floss? Yeah. It's their branding agency. And so I was just like, wow, this is so fascinating. How did they do like X, Y, Z? And it was just through like random research that I discovered them. It was completely like accidental. Oh, Anagrama, A-N-A-G-R-A-M-A. But they're based out of Mexico City and honestly, fantastic. Mexico City. Okay, got you. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And then... How much are you investing when it comes to marketing, external and internal? Um, I think like when we were creating, me and Jean were creating my Performa, we put aside $28,000. Now, I haven't used all of it. The tote bags, I created like 500 of them just to kind of see how people liked it and was it well received as like a good marketing tool. I think I spent 1500 on that. My business cards were like 500. Referral pads have been like around... 500. But then in terms of like digital marketing, um, I think I've spent probably only a thousand so far, like on that. And truthfully, I haven't had to spend like a lot of it. I think 150 to 200 of that might be my own money. The rest of it has (laughs) come from my boyfriend who works at Meta and he gets a credit every month to test out like stuff. So I've been able to like kind of take my ads and like boost them or my current Instagram posts and like boost it and stuff and just see what's working. Yeah. I ask how much is the credit or? 250. Oh man, that's nice. Okay. I know. Yeah. So I kind of take some of these like posts that have been doing well and I just kind of boost them out and I'm testing like the audience. I'm also like gathering like the info. Are they coming from Facebook? Are they coming from like Instagram? What audience is like working best? Now, the only thing that now I need to focus on a little bit more, and I think this was just something I didn't really like realize is a lot of people create another phone number for their office Mm -hmm. that shows like where, for example, I'm doing Instagram. I could be like, hey, like call X number. This X number is specifically meant for Facebook ads. And so when that number comes through and you're kind of like seeing where do you want to spend money on marketing, you're able to understand like, hey, this number of patients called because they called from this particular number. And it's only like $4 extra, I guess, like through like Mango or Casper and stuff like that. So I don't know who's how people are finding me quite yet until they fill out the form. Some people just say social media on there. So I don't know if it's Instagram, Facebook, Google, Mm. like whatever. So that's something I need to be better about tracking. I was going to ask you what audience is giving you the best ROI, Instagram or Facebook, but you don't know. Well, I think it's Instagram, just from me talking in the back with some of these families. Um, What are you doing on Instagram? So I hired someone to run the social media on there. Yeah. 
Um, her name, she just created her own agency. Let me see if I know how to say It's it. Lil Denty Smiles? Yeah, that's my Instagram. Dalmata Media is the name of her company. She runs it with two other girls, but I knew her through Denty. I had used her initially just to kind of, once again, I was using that like entire experience just to learn about how social media works, blah, blah, blah. And so I finally got I got in touch with her again. I told her I was thinking about opening up my own office and we just been working together. We're still like testing out like how we want to introduce things, education, leadership, like all my pillars. But I think slowly but surely she's been kind of creating like a vibe yeah. on my social media page. I'm like, right now. like see it. I like to think of it as 90s style. It's like clip art E. <laughs> you, you can see your logo. I mean, your colors though. You know what I mean? With this. Yeah, no, totally. So I gave her like my entire branding thing. I just said, these are the colors. These are the exact hex codes. Like I want to stick with just this. I don't want X, Y, Z. I gave her definitely some like guidelines for sure, but she's been doing pretty well so far. People have been like responding fairly well to it because I think it's just a little bit different for my area. Okay. And so that's where you feel like you're getting a lot more, I guess, of Mm -hmm. your patients compared to Facebook. Yes. Um, People are also interacting with me through my Instagram a lot more. So Right now, I'm currently working on like a giveaway as part of another like marketing tool. Um, We're doing like a five day local business giveaway. I personally have put in like a kid's Sonicare toothbrush, cocoa floss and tumblers for the parents. But I've been like in contact with some of the local businesses just to like donate things. So one of my favorite coffee shops in Darien, it's called Neat Coffee. They were so kind and like donated their coffee bags are like 20 bucks each because they get them like locally roasted. So they gave five of those, one for each day, along with one free drink for each day. There was like a kid's soccer thing, like up until like the age of like eight or 12, that they're donating about like $50 worth of like gear, or fun sort of stuff for the families. There's a toy store locally in the area that's going to be donating like $25. The local diner is donating, I think it's $25 or $50 gift card. So it's Mm -hmm. fun. And like, basically the rule is that we both post it on our pages on the day of, and then both people have to like follow us. They can tag three friends. You know, we have like our own like guidelines and stuff. And so hopefully it will bring eyes to like both of our businesses. But I was trying to reach out to businesses that we would have like, I'm not looking for geriatric population. (laughs) I want something family oriented um, and kid friendly. So just something that the parents would also enjoy, but also that the kids would benefit from as well. So we'll see how much ROI I get from that. That'd be good. How did you get them to donate? Like the coffee shop? What did you say? Honestly, I just reached out to them. With Neat, it was personal. I was like, I literally go to you guys nearly every single day. I was like, I love your coffee. I'm local, woman-owned business. I would love to have you guys on board. You know, your clientele are pretty much the people I would be bringing in because they have a lot of like young families who come in. I'm trying to invest this much. It would mean a lot if you guys would be supportive and they just have been. And I kind of use that same um, tagline just to talk to other people. For example, the soccer one, I use that same exact conversation. I was like, look, I don't know you guys personally, but I am a pediatric dentist. I'm opening up. I know a lot of my kids love soccer. They keep mentioning it. I think it would be like a really great eyes. My patient population could get to know yours. And also like maybe I could also help you guys out with like mouth guards or all that stuff. Like in the future, trauma is huge in like your sport space. Why don't we like talk about it and figure out something? I think at the end of the day, it's also connections, right? Like mm-hmm. they might get only one family from our giveaway, but they only spent $50 to get like a brand new family that's going to last with them for a while. Yeah, it's good. I think it's really, yeah. really good. Okay, so you reach out to them through Instagram? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so what do you do? You're just like searching in your community or? Yeah. So like part of it was just like with the build out and like just driving around. I was just like picking up on like where people have been going. And then also like I like pizza, for example. I'm sure a lot of young kids like pizza. That's probably whenever I ask them what their favorite food is, 99% of the time, it's hot dogs or pizza. Yeah. So why not do like a pizza place, for example? And like, what's one in the local town? Because the thing is that for me specifically, there's only one other pediatric dentist in my town and I don't know her. So I can't like really speak to her, but I do know she doesn't have an online presence. I just haven't seen one both on her social media as well as like her Google business profile. So that for me is my differentiator in the way that I can see how I can get to these local families eyes. So why not communicate with the local businesses? They are going to be my bread and butter at the end of the day. Yeah. No, that's smart. That's really, really good. I like that. And then how would you say you're, you kind of alluded to it. You're not really tracking anything right now, right? Mm -mm. That's something I definitely need to figure out like a system for. I've heard the phone number one. Um, I'm just keeping an eye on like patients. It's like when they're calling, we're asking um, or when they fill out the patient paperwork. So we're trying to start tracking it on open dental. So when we run the reports, we know where they're coming from. But I need to be a little bit tighter about that because I don't want to just be wasting dollars when... I could be putting it towards something that's actually doing something for me. Yeah. And then are you going to do any events or like a dental or like open house or anything like that? I don't know. I'm like kind of struggling with it. Um, People say it's like a good thing. I just don't know if it's really for me. Like I find more value in like using the funds towards sponsoring like a kid's soccer league, for example. Let them wear all the t-shirts or let me be the one to donate all the water bottles. Or like just something like that, there would be more eyes on it and it would be something that would be consistently in use versus like a Chambers of Commerce, like ribbon cutting ceremony. I I don't know. It's just maybe it's just the way I'm thinking, like I'm not paying attention to those things. So why would someone else? But I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I just don't know if it's where I want to really spend my dollars right now. Yeah, you kind of have to see it like they're all a tool, right? So like sponsoring an event or sponsoring a team is like a tool, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to use that tool? How can you use that tool, right? In the Chamber of Commerce, that's a, that's a tool for sure, right? Yeah. I feel like people, a lot of people don't know how to use it, right? You just do a ribbon cutting and that's it. Mm-hmm. Then what? Like you just join the breakfast networking lunches or whatever and then that's it. So you, you have to approach it very differently um, when it comes to the Chamber of Commerce. So I don't know. Have you heard anything good about like sponsoring? I have. It seems to be pretty popular in like the pediatric space. I think it's, I don't know what the ROI is on what people are doing, but I think for me, there's an aspect of like free marketing that comes from it with the t-shirts and like the names and like, oh my God, my kid had an accident. Oh my gosh, like the dentist is the one sponsoring it. Let me call them. I don't know. I just see it being more direct towards like my patient population, I guess, because I'm working with the young leagues. But I don't know. I think it's one of those things that until I try it out, I'm not really going to fully know. Well, like to your point, what do you think you could do with the Chambers of Commerce? Yeah, with the Chamber of Commerce, there's so many different things besides the ribbon cutting, right? You can Mm -hmm. participate in other people's ribbon cuttings. You can go to, and the name of the game when you go into these networking lunches or right, the events at night that you go to, yeah, you get free food or whatever, right? Because you're part of the member or chamber. But like, don't go with the intention of passing out your cards. Go with the intention of getting everybody else's information first. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go to your place of business 
and be like, hey, what's up? Remember me? Yeah, great. Here, I wanted to give you guys some stuff for the families and things like that. What can we do for you, right? And now you're more on a one-on-one basis. You've already broken the ice at the Chamber of Commerce. And yeah. so you can continue to utilize that. I would search through your whole members directory and be like, I'm going to go visit every single one of these and be like, hey, I'm part of the chamber too. I just want to say thank you so much for accepting me. And they're like, oh yeah, I forgot we're a part of the chamber. Yeah, cool, right? And then you just continue to to utilize, right? I mean, I mean, to to go in there and hand out freebies yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Partner up with them and stuff like that. That's a good way to break the ice. But you don't have to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce to do that either. You can just go on the Chamber of Commerce website and look at all the members directory and be like, I'm going to go to visit these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to join um, if you don't want to. The only reason you would join is, is if you did want a ribbon cutting. Um, yeah. And you did want to go to like 7 a.m. breakfast and just watch people talk about State Farm, stuff like that. <laughs> then you could, but no, up to you. I'd rather get to know a mom at like my local pure bar class, get word of mouth through that sort of interaction than like sitting in there. So, yeah, so it's up to you. Like I never joined it, but I, I utilized it a lot. I never thought about it as if I wasn't a member that I still had like access to some information. So maybe that's something I should like really be spending my time on looking at like over the next like couple of days and just seeing what I can get out of it. Because right now on a somewhat similar note, what we did do is like we did look up, we tried to do some ground marketing. We did go to a couple of like the daycares. We called them ahead of time, which is like, hey, you know, we're like a new pediatric office. We'd love to like drop by with some goodies for you guys, as well as some stuff like would you be okay we dropped some things off and we did the same for a few pediatricians like within a certain mileage of the practice so I think on the day that me and Beatrice ventured off we it was like nine ish people we had on our list to go and say hi to and I think you and I briefly spoke about it but I'm trying to use Beatrice as the point of contact because they're truthfully that's who they would be interacting with the most so we went to Costco (laughs) and when they had these like massive like red velvet cupcakes that were awesome um so we got those like for everyone I have these like tote bags that I created filled them up with a couple of like more goodies like some toothbrushes put my business cards like in there and then she dropped it off she spoke with them a little bit and then we also did a sign up sheet that like hey do any of the employees have kids we'd love to drop off some stuff for you any of the employees that have kids we'll give you a call back in like a week or so um, just so we can find it out and we'd be happy to like support and give you guys some love. And so our goal is to try to get in contact with them again, either this week or early next week, just to kind of see if anyone signed up. Wait, are you, did you ask when's a good day to come back and pick up the sign-up sheet? No, we just asked, can we call you to pick up the sign-up sheet? And they were like, yeah, well, just give us a call and we can find a time for you to pick it up. Oh, okay. Next yeah. time if you can, like have Bat- Beatrice be like, yeah, when's a good day to, but remember, it has to be an incentive for the families, something that makes cheeks go in seats right not so much like yeah you can just get something else for free it's more like hey i don't know a percentage off of a procedure or even if you want to do free exams or nothing for free right you can just be like an office tour or whatever or if you just need an emergency boom here it's always here for you guys we'll get you in asap right kind of thing because they're vip right something yeah but Beatrice always wants to ask that like when's a good day to come back and pick up the sign-up sheet even if you get like one or two signups you still want to go back there because it's like a second date so you want to go back there and show your face talk to them be like oh that builds way more rapport than just like, anybody sign up? No? Okay, bye. Click. And then yeah. just hang up. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. I think that's just something we need to be doing like a lot more because I think like we need the presence on the ground marketing a little bit more. Personally, in our town, on some of the neighboring ones, there's not tons of like event events happening a lot that I think 
would be worth like participating in. But I think these moments, what you just described, have so much value to them. If you want, I've heard good things too and not good things about sponsoring a team. Just depends on how you use them. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things that I want to test it just to see. But I could also see it totally like not being worth my time or like funds. But I think I won't know until I try. Yeah. If if that was a scenario, like, because I think you have to do it like per season, right? Or something like that. Yeah. You can't yeah. just sponsor like a day or a game. Well, I guess I'm also trying to think about a way that I could sponsor that's not involved with sports. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm like trying to figure out like a little bit more. The, one of the other things I've been like thinking about in, in communication with is, you know, Pure Bar. Or mm-hmm. have you heard of it before? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. it's like a very, I'm going to say young mom. Basically, they have kids that are probably within my clientele. I was thinking about sponsoring like a mommy and kiddo class. I think a lot of the parents that go there don't have these moments to just interact with their kid or do something that's not like a swimming class or stuff like that. So I thought it would be kind of cool just to be like, hey, whoever the first 20 to sign up, here you go, free class on us. Here's like a tote bag. Would love to like... I personally love movement. I am like a big Pilates person like myself. So I just Mm -hmm. think it would be kind of cool to like put myself into what I decide to sponsor a little bit more and be like, hey, if you like come here, some toothbrushes and also kind of what you just said, make them feel like a VIP. You're going to get a free blah, blah, blah. If you come here, like you'll be on our ASAP list or I don't know. I have to figure it out, but something like that. If they come to the class or they come to your practice? Come to the practice. It would be like through Pure Bar. They would be the ones advertising it and I would be sponsoring the class. So... Say I pay, I don't know, like $500 for a Sunday class. Them and their moms, they have like kid-centric, they already offer kids classes. um, So it's not that hard to like translate over. But then all the parents and kiddos will get like some gear and all that stuff just to bring awareness to the office name a little bit. Dude, I would do that, man. I would totally do that. And then like literally when class is about to end, you have your little, just a small little, you're there, you're there. You know what I mean? And then they'd be like, yeah, we're the ones who sponsored it. Thank you so much. Any of you guys need, we're doing this. Pure Bar, her name and I decided this month only to give all of you, boom, something, right? And then, but remember, it has to be something where they're, they come in the office. Not just like, here's the tote bags kind of thing. I mean, you could still give out free tote bags, but that's on, that's on you, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, what would you say for something like that? Parents that you're sponsoring versus like employees, like at the daycare? What what would I give them as an incentive? Mm -hmm. Oh, that depends on you. Like what, honestly... Free is the strongest word in marketing. So like I would be like, hey, something free or I wouldn't even do anything free at all. I would just say, you know, kind of talk about your brand, who you are a little bit coming in and be like, and we decided to partner up just to give everyone here some really, really great care. At the same time, if you guys want to be available or if you are open to coming on in, checking it out, definitely come and check it out. And then kind of like already start talking to people. You know what I mean? That's when you can literally open the door and say, what questions do you have? And then, you know what I mean? People will start asking questions like, do you take my insurance? Yeah. Or what if little Timmy's hurting, you know, and we've already went, to, do you have a second opinion? I would do that. Free second opinions too, if you want. Something like that. Because if you open the door for a question and answering, I mean, you're going to get a lot more deeper yeah. stuff. But I would be there if I were you or Beatrice has to be there. Yeah, no, 100%. I think this is something I personally would probably go just so I can interact with the moms on a personal level. Maybe I'll just say you get a free consultation. We can talk about diet, brushing habits, or like any questions you might have, aka like an exam for me. They don't know about that. Yeah, for me. Yeah, Yeah, you can do it. I love that, actually. If I were you, I would totally like blanket over the free exam. You know how Invisalign, get a free consultation for Invisalign, right? Mm -hmm. But we noticed when we A-B tested it, if we just say your first Invisalign session is free, 
people are like, oh, they're already primed. They're ready. They want to do that instead of like, oh, let me go get a consultation or people don't even get a consultation because like that. What's so free about that? Everybody else gives it for free, right? Is that worth it? Yeah, yeah. The first session, they don't know that it, it is still a consultation, but yeah. it's free, you know, kind of thing. It's just the wording. So absolutely. A lot of, a lot of brainstorming, but awesome. Yeah. To me, that's more fun than sponsoring a sports team, but I'm currently talking to them. So I'll let you know when and if it gets finalized for sure. And if there's any success from it. <laughs> Yeah, it will give. Next time we talk, we're going to hear like, yeah, you know, I decided to finalize it. And how many pure bars do you have in your location? We have one. And it's all, it's literally down the road, right down the street, which is like so exciting. Yeah, if you could like tomorrow or whenever you can, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to try to get it like ASAP. Right now, the kids are all away on like um, winter break in my area. So I'm just trying to use this time to like talk to as many people. So when they come back revving, we have two I think six or seven weeks before spring break. And I just want to try to like maximize that time. Yeah. Awesome. So what's next? Currently, I'm trying to figure out like more ground marketing events. Kind of what I was just saying. My goal for the next until the end of March is just massive awareness to the community with the little Denti name being exposed to people as frequently as possible. And then I think also, I mean, my not my job. (laughs) I'm really starting tomorrow. (laughs) I forgot about. (laughs) <laughs> I know. But you're excited, huh? Yeah, I am excited. I, I think I'm I'm just ready. Like, very, very, very grateful. I actually have had this time off since mid-December to focus on the office. I think if I didn't have that time, I don't know if I would be where I'm at right now. I feel, like, very calm and very happy with everything. So I think if I had the job, I would just be, like, a chaotic mess because I wouldn't have the time to be able to put into these things. Yeah. Kind of gives you more time to, like, breathe a little bit, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I am very excited. I am, me and Beatrice have time on like Friday and I said that we're going to be, we have two things that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing run throughs of like how I want her to be as an assistant, like kind of like let's figure out our flow, but then also real ideas as well as like ground marketing ideas. So hopefully I'll have like better tips and tricks for you guys once I like talk to her and like some other people and we're finalized. But I really want to know what others are doing, truthfully. Like I know every area is different. This is such a cool avenue to be really, really creative on. And Mm -hmm. just like even reading posts about this on the Facebook groups or like hearing other people on podcasts, like I know other people out there probably have some like awesome ideas. So I kind of really would love to get some DMs about that if possible. Yeah. I hear, you know, it's a good podcast to listen to too. Um, You know, Casey Getz is. Yes. It's so nice to like kind of get that realistic view on like how some of this all works yeah yeah because he has a pretty really he i mean he's a good buddy of ours and he has like a a really successful um pediatric practice but i like the way he runs it you know what i mean like as far as when it comes to like he goes hunting for seasons you know what i mean and he's off and he's like (laughs) i'm gonna work again and then i mean he knows he knows what he wants but his marketing is different yeah it's quirky and i think at the end of the day that's all it is you just have to be a little bit different and like willing to take that risk it pays itself off. It's easy to be like everyone else, but like it's kind of fun right now just to be trying to think of these ideas. Like I don't think Pure Bar has ever had a dental practice asked to sponsor. Yeah, no, 100%. Right. Like I would do that. Let me ask you, like, what's your favorite where you're like, if a bartender's like, what drink do you want? Favorite drink? Mm, dirty gin martini. Okay. Break those down into ingredients and be like, here's for the parents. Yeah. Or I don't know. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like people know you're like, oh, she's the dirty gin martini. Girl. Like that's the, you know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. Like because I remember there's another pediatric practice in our course. He comes to office hours. He does bourbon. And then. Oh, gosh, yeah. Bourbon yeah. and baby teeth, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. No, that, that's a that's an actual event. 
That's oh. not an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the. That's not a pa- no. practice. But he does. Yeah, there's people who do that. They do bourbon. There's other people who like do wine. And I'm like, how cool would it be for someone out there to be like, look, I just want to give you stuff. If you never had a dirty gin martini, cool. If you don't like it, you can give it to someone else. But if you if you like it, you're welcome. This is, you know, just mix the ingredients up. I got you. You know what I mean? Like a little small. Yeah, just a little small thing. Like, yeah. Like dirty gin martinis and spicy mezcal margaritas are like my favorite things ever. So if parents appreciate that, I know that they're already going to appreciate my office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like if I were you... Kind of have that like, oh, man, even like if it's here's the adult tote bag, here's one for the kid, right? Kind of thing. You're like, oh, stop, I got the, I don't know, something where you make it your own. Like you said, it has to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one thing I'm really trying to get out of my head is not everything has to be kid related. A lot of this is like targeted towards parents. Like at the end of the day, I obviously want to be able to give them moments to have like with their kids, like with the pure bar. Like I think that would be cool and a great core memory that I'm glad that I got to help them out with. But like at the end of the day, the parents are the ones that are going to be my friends and the kids are like going to be my besties. But like I need the parents and I to get along at the end of the day. And if they see me as someone that they can have that dirty gin martini with, then I think I succeeded. Yeah, I think that would be good because Casey, remember, since he goes hunting, he comes back and brings people like deer meat like that he hunted. (laughs) And his like the people he refers it, you know, what I mean, his referrals, like the physicians and all them, they love that stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, thank you for the deer meat and wine. And I'm like, what the heck? But it's him. And that's you know what, what I mean? they're known for. And that's what I mean. Like, everyone does cupcakes. Like, everyone does donuts. Like, we should just be different. Alcohol was the one thing I was like, should I or should I not? Just personally, I am someone who loves cocktails. Like, not just to drink and, you know, get a little tipsy. But, like, truthfully, I really <laughs> love, like, a very good cocktail. I have been really toying around with the idea of it as well. So I'm glad that you said this because it's reinforcing my thought process of wanting to include that in some yeah. of tools. Dude, if I were you, if you're calling a, a place and being like, okay, cool, we can stop by, cool. Real quick, do you guys like cocktails or coffee? And then they're like, oh, I love, oh no, we don't all drink cocktails here. Then, you know, coffee, bring them something that you like from coffee, right? From that place. Yeah. And if they're like, oh my God, yeah, we love cocktails. We love getting cocktails every day after work or whatever. Then, I mean, not every day after work, but like on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, Boom. I got you. Yeah. And they're excited to see you because they're like, I think she might be bringing something. I don't know, guys. You know what I mean? Something to think about. No, I absolutely love that. I think you're just like reinforcing exactly how I feel about more personal interactions versus doing something generic. Next week, I'm definitely going to have updates for you. Yeah, yeah. Have that mm-hmm. and then let the people at Pure Bar. I, if, you, if I was you, I would just do it for the people at Pure Bar and see what they think and then okay. then do then sponsor it. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. I should just say, like, how many of the pure bar employees, like, have kids? Let's do it for the employees, and we'll take it from there first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Or whoever, or whoever you already went to. I don't know. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Sign us out, Naomi. All right. Well, first off, you can find me at Little Denty Smiles, and I really, really want to know who's done other, like, ground marketing events. And I really want ground marketing because I really love the idea of interacting with people and the kids. So if you've done things that haven't been, like, any sort of like the tents or festivals, please DM me. That'll be awesome. And for the people that have DM me about organization, by the way, first off, thank you. There's been like five or six of you and it means a lot because now my op room looks so much better. <laughs> I'm very thankful. Um, and then you can also personally find me on Dr. Naomi Sidani as well on Instagram. Otherwise, this is the making a little denty. Mm-hmm.